Canada has a long and successful history in mining. Living in Ottawa, you might think those days are behind us. On the contrary, critical minerals and geopolitical threats are creating a big security, economic, and environmental imperative to ramp up mining in Canada. Keep watching to learn why the mining of critical minerals is a critical issue for Ottawa-based technology companies. Coming up on Techopia Live. Hello, I'm Michael Kern from the Ottawa Business Journal. Welcome to Techopia Live. Techopia Live is a regular podcast from OBJ that features executives from next generation technology companies. We want to shine a spotlight on the up and comers and we want to keep you updated on the established players, all with a goal to keeping you informed and connected. In today's episode, we're doing something a little bit different. We're talking about an issue of global importance but the issue is fundamental to the success of Canadian and, yes, Ottawa's technology sector. We have two guests lined up for you today. Let's welcome our first guest. Here is the president and CEO of the Mining Association of Canada. Please welcome Pierre Graton. Hello, Pierre. Hey, hey, how are you? Good. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to be here. So we're going to start off just by getting to know you a little bit and more specifically your association, Pierre. Tell us about uh, the Mining Association. All right. So, yeah, I'm CEO of the Mining Association of Canada, or MAC, as we're widely known. And we represent Canada's mining industry. And we have members from coast to coast to coast, producing a wide range of minerals and metals um, from everything from, you know, copper to nickel to gold to diamonds to coal, metallurgical coal, uh, you name it. Uh, if it's mined in Canada, they probably are members of ours. That's good. And how many members would you have kind of coast to coast? Is it in the hundreds, thousands? We have we have 50 plus members, close okay. to 60. Okay. Uh, these are the large, I mean, there's we, we in our industry, we talk about majors and juniors. Yes. We represent the majors, the big Got it. mining companies. There's hundreds or thousands of explorers yes. and they, they tend to gravitate to the prospectors developers association, which has that big conference every year in Toronto and they represent the juniors. Good, good to know the distinction between you. So of course we're talking today about crit critical minerals and I just want to start wrapping our heads around this. Um, I often call them rare earth minerals. So maybe you can even help by correcting me. What is the correct term here? I'm sure there's a there's a difference. There is a difference. Rare earths are a subset of what we're calling critical minerals. So critical minerals uh, is a it's a relatively new sort of term that many governments are starting to use, and Canada has its own critical minerals list, and and so do other countries. And uh, what puts you on the list. It's, it's, a, it's a commodity, a, a mineral or metal commodity that is critical to the, to the economies of the countries in question, critical to their allies uh, and risks, have risks associated with their production. Um, so there's a wide range of them and rare earths are a subset of those. Got it. 
that that's very helpful. Since this is a technology podcast, I get that um, critical minerals would are probably involved in in all sorts of manufacturing uh, products. Uh, is this a issue that's particularly of concern of technology companies when it comes to semiconductors and similar components like that? Uh, it is, and if they don't realize that it is, they they should. Um, we. Uh, we have been well. I'm, I'll take a simple, uh, a simple example. Um, not, you know, your your cell phone, your iPhone has sixty plus minerals and metals in it, um, and uh, they have to come from somewhere. And the issue at play now, it's both it has ties both to the climate change challenge, but also has geopolitical uh, dimensions. The climate change challenge is, as you know, we're trying to sort of electrify our transportation system to fight climate change. We want to move away from your combustion engine to your electric vehicle. And to do that, we need an awful lot more nickel, copper, um, cobalt, lithium than we currently produce today. And the automotive sector is seized with this. There are also components of an automobile and many other technologies that also require rare earths. Um, and a range of other uh, critical minerals. And the situation we face today is, is we do mine a number of those products. Nickel, you know, we have a lot of mine, nickel mining in Sudbury and northern Quebec, and we mine copper, and we mine a lot of these products. We need to mine more volumes if we're going to fight climate change. Um, but in rare earths, currently China has a monopoly on rare earth production. They produce it all. And that was, uh, you know, fine for many years when the United States and Europe and, and ourselves, you know, felt that we could rely on China as a supplier of those products. Um, but as you know, the geopolitical situation has changed and the Americans and, and others are starting to feel very nervous about their exclusive reliance on China for those commodities. Add to that the Russian invasion of Ukraine and Russia being a, a major producer of nickel and other uh, mineral and metal products and Canada and the US and our allies are starting to feel really quite exposed. So the whole push behind this is we need to become more self-sufficient and we have to try to break into the rare earth market and expand our production of, you know, battery, battery metals. That's the challenge before us now. And it's, it's not an easy one, but it's also a huge opportunity for Canada. We're a vast country with a lot of mining experience and a lot of mining expertise. Um, so the hopes of our allies is that we will rise to the challenge and I mean, not us alone, but that we will, as, as you know, the second largest country on the planet, that we will be able to uh, address those anxieties uh, and meet the challenges of, of the future by, you know, essentially providing more materials. Yeah. And thanks for setting that issue up, uh, Pierre. We're going to pause the conversation just for a second, and we're going to come back to talk about Canada's role and a new policy and 
somehow we've, we're trying to get each, everybody on the same page. Uh, before I ask you those questions, though, I want to pause for a second to recognize the sponsor of this episode, somewhat related, University of Ottawa School of Engineering. We often hear about talented professionals in Ottawa looking to take their career to the next level. One of the city's top resources is the University of Ottawa, which is one of the supporters of Techopia Live. Through its professional development programs, the school is supporting the continuing education and learning of skilled professionals here in Ottawa. This was one of the driving forces behind the University of Ottawa recently setting up a Kanata North campus in the heart of the city's tech hub. The school is continuing to evolve its programming to meet the needs of professionals across the region. And you can learn more at uottawa.ca. All right, thanks again to the University of Ottawa Engineering Department. We're here speaking with Pierre Graton, the CEO of the Mining Association of Canada about critical minerals. And Pierre, we're just about to get to what Canada should do. So it seems, from what I understand, there's been a new policy in place to try to get Canada organized as to how we should be addressing yeah, uh, these shortages of critical minerals. Tell us about this. Yeah, there, well, there's a lot at, at play. Um, this year's federal budget, for example, was a mining budget. I mean, we were the centerpiece of, of that budget, which is highly unusual for us. We don't usually get quite so much attention. Um, but it, there was a sort of 3.6 billion, I think it was, allocated to uh, critical minerals uh, specifically with several other sort of large pockets of money in other programs that will, uh, where, you know, mining companies are probably the targets uh, to some degree. Uh, so the focus has been, and, you know, to give the government credit, uh, they've, they've looked at this challenge across the value chain from early expiration all the way through to manufacturing. Um, and there are challenges along the way. Like, for example, I mentioned earlier, we, we produce a lot of nickel. We don't produce, however, nickel sulfate, which is the specific nickel product that you need in a battery. Uh, so we need to attract investment to make sure that we have a nickel sulfate plant. Um, we uh, need to build up our rare earths production. There are There's an abundance of rare earth deposits across, across Canada. There's no shortage. But trying to break into a market that is monopoly controlled is tough, especially when you're competing against a state-owned enterprise. So there's a number of different funding mechanisms that the government has set in place to help help incentivize and, and and get some of that activity underway. And and another big piece is stimulating mineral exploration. We have to find more mines. And they've gone and done something that we think is, is a really smart uh, policy move, which uh, there's a an investment tax credit for mineral exploration that's been in place for a number of years. A lot of money's raised on the stock exchange using this tax credit and what they've gone and done is they've doubled it uh, for exploration projects focused on uh, critical minerals or a subset of critical minerals like copper like nickel uh, like uranium like rare earths and i think that that move uh, by the government uh, is probably going to put canada in top spot for uh, mineral exploration investment over the next few years uh, globally 
Well, Pierre, you just provided with the perfect transition, almost like we planned it, to introduce our second guest. He is the president of WCPD. We know him well at Ottawa Business Journal. Here is Peter Nicholson. Hey, Peter. Hi, Michael. Yeah, great introduction, Pierre. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was like absolutely like we yeah. scripted it. It wasn't quite <laughs> scripted, but it worked out very well. So, so Peter, uh, people when they think of WCPD, they're probably thinking of um, uh, tax efficiency. Yeah. They're not always thinking about mining. If they know you well, they're thinking about mining. But we're going to start there. Why is WCPD interested in this issue, Peter? Right. Well, we're a boutique firm based actually in Ottawa, but known across Canada in the reduction of income tax. We've been in business since 87. Uh, and then since 2006, we've been using flow through shares, which are the mining exploration tax incentive investment that the government has actually been available since 1954, uh, three years older than RSPs. They're 100 percent deductible like an RSP. And what we did in 2006 is combine the flow through shares, which are about exploration and venture capital. So we do need a tax reduction to handle the risk. But then we could also donate those shares to charity. And that's where people in Ottawa know our firm, that we're, in, we're a firm that allows them to give more to charity, but also create more jobs uh, in the north. And that's the main reason why the government has offered flow through shares and in indigenous jobs. Uh, what's changed now is as of April budget, and we've known this for a decade, and I've talked about critical minerals for many, many years in social impact conferences as well. And in Oxford and Chicago, they never understood that critical minerals was was the key to getting to zero carbon, that that we need the electrification of, of the automobile. Uh, we need cobalt and lithium and nickel and copper. You can't have solar panels without copper. And you can't have your computers or your telephone, as uh, your cell phone, that is. So what's exciting about our firm now is not only are we creating jobs for the exploration and finding more, uh, more mines and more minerals in Canada and helping philanthropy, but now we can actually uh, wrap ourselves in a social impact investment where, where we're helping you know, save the world from climate change and helping technology improve, which is so important uh, here in Ottawa and Canada, where I am speaking to you from today. Absolutely. And P Peter, the reason we're talking about this topic, this is a little bit of a unveil if people are wondering, why are we talking about this topic? Well, mm -hmm. that's because on November 3rd, in the location where you're sitting, I believe right now, at uh, out in Canada, what they call Hub 350, a relatively uh, new part of the Canada scene, you are holding an event uh, in conjunction with Pierre. So tell us about that event, Peter. Right. Well, look, we're so excited. I mean, there hasn't been a week that's gone by without this article being written in the Globe and Mail about how important critical minerals are. Biden has offered $500 million to help us find more mines. Uh, the German uh, prime minister was here recently saying the world needs Canada. Uh, we don't want to buy from one source, China and Russia. So we thought this was a great opportunity uh, to put on a panel and Pierre and I know each other uh, over a long time. And, and also Jeff Levante, the Deputy Minister of Natural Resources, thought it was so important that he's joined our panel with myself. And uh, we're going to have at least uh, 75 to 100 uh, technology executives, people that are interested in this critical mineral story. Um, starts at 530 to 8. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. 
And it was talking to your team today, Peter. Uh, tickets are available. Uh, they're free, free to attend, from what I understand, on Eventbrite. So if you look it up, uh, WCPD, I think I did a couple of Google searches, you'll yeah. you'll find the right event. It's also listed, by the way, on the obj.ca uh, website. If you go to events and look at uh, next Thursday's date, you'll see all of the details. Um, Peter, we're going to bid you adieu and give the final yes. word to uh, Pierre. So thank you, Peter, for uh, joining yeah. us. We appreciate my, my, it. Next week, Peter. Fascinating yeah. to see all this coming together, the technology sector and, and yeah. giving and uh, tax efficiency. That's pretty cool, Peter. Thank you very much. Okay. And Pierre, as uh, as indicated, I'll give you the final word. Uh, give us a little bit of more of a sense of what we can expect to hear November 3rd. So I got a sense it's what the topic is, what the panel is. What What is the maybe call to action, I'll put it that way, Pierre, that you're, you're giving uh, local business yeah. people and government uh, leaders? Yeah, and it's great that we're getting the Assistant Deputy Minister Jeff Levante to come as well, and because they, they, he's he's sort of leading the the fin putting the going to be putting the finishing touches on Canada's you know formal critical minerals strategy, um, an action plan which will follow. I think we need to build, you know, more. I mean, we in our industry have always said if it wasn't if it hasn't been grown, it's been mined, and we we know that you know everything we touch and use in our daily life probably has had mining behind it. Um, and so, but I think what this critical minerals agenda is, is showing to everybody is so much of our future and the, and the deputy prime minister and minister of finance, you know, said it in New York, a lot of people have noticed her speech. It's not just about climate change. Um, the geopolitical threat as she described it is it's about our way of life. It's about protecting our country, our values, our democracy by becoming more self-sufficient, by becoming capable of producing our products amongst ourselves as friendly nations and not relying on countries that have been turned out to be pretty hostile towards us and, and don't hold our values. So it's, it's, there's a, there's now a, a there's a, sort of a moral imperative that Minister Freeland put on the table, I guess, last week in New York, that is a pretty powerful message. And I think we all, as Canadians, need to get behind that and create the space so that we all, you know, make sure that we deliver. Because it's not a given that we will be able to meet the challenge of climate change and meet the geopolitical challenges of today unless we have broad public acceptance uh, that we need more mining and that we need to collaborate on all of this. Well, it's very well put, Pierre. And I think, you know, I'm just leaving this discussion with a, with a sense that Canada needs a reminder, a wake-up call about what the mining industry has done for, uh, for this country for 150-plus uh, years. So good luck to you in this mission, and, and thank you for uh, picking up the torch. And thanks to Peter Nicholson as well for partnering with you on that. And uh, we'll hope to see you soon. Thanks thanks for joining us, Pierre. All right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. And uh, before we wrap up, let's uh, take a look at some of the other great companies that uh, champion this Techopia project. Techopia is brought to you by many great sponsors, such as EY, Building a Better Working World. Number Crunch, offering virtual CFO services for SaaS companies. Pearlie Robertson, Hill & McDougall a leader in business and technology sector law, TD Bank, 
specialized programs for technology companies, the University of Ottawa Faculty of Engineering, creating the next generation of technical talent. Callion, innovative solutions delivered with integrity. Techopia is not only a podcast, we post new articles daily at obj.ca slash techopia. If you're on Facebook or Twitter, you can find Techopia at Techopia O-T-T. And if you're on YouTube, please subscribe and click the bell icon. All right, that's all the time we have for this uh, episode of Techopia Live. Thanks again to Pierre and Peter for joining us. Remember that event's coming up on Thursday, November 3rd. Check it out on Eventbrite. If you can't find it, go to obj.ca calendar. Thank you for watching or listening. We hope Techopia is keeping you connected and informed. Let's keep building Ottawa's technology utopia. That's Techopia. See you soon.